Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets Podcast with Ahsan Koman, Head of Commodities, ESG and Emerging Markets Research EMEA. It's Friday 22nd December 2023 and in this week's podcast with Ahsan, we continue our ESG series discussing ESG 2024 outlooks. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hi, Hassan. Great to speak to you again before the end of the year. Hi, likewise, Nazina. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you doing? Well, thanks. Good. So, Ahsan, as the year draws to a close, you and your team have been disseminating your all-important 2024 outlook reports, highlighting to clients and investors what are expected to be the key developments and opportunities next year. focus of this podcast is on the ESG 2024 outlook. Can you offer our listeners your key takeaways? Thanks, Nazina. So, yes, it's been a very busy period for us in publishing, as you mentioned, our 2024 outlook reports. And so we are very excited to be talking to you and our clients about the ESG outlook for this podcast. So let me give some color here. Nazlina, the core to our 2023 ESG outlook this year was anchored on what we called the energy trilemma of affordability, security, and sustainability, and effectively harnessing a just and orderly transition to net zero. Now, at the heart of our thesis is that the near-term energy landscape is shaped by structural underinvestment moored on the climate change paradox. That is, the current pace of renewable energy infrastructure investment is simply too slow for the goals of the 2015 Paris Agreement to be met. And if those goals continue falling short, then current investment in fossil fuel infrastructure is simply too low to make up the shortfall. Now, as we look to 2024, we permutate the conversation to the corporate trilemma of growth, profitability, and sustainability. That is, in a world wherein ESG's decibels of debate are rising and corporate budgets are being squeezed on the back of the higher for longer rates environment, we ask whether making growth sustainable and inclusive requires making trade-offs, that is, foregoing revenues and profits for the sake of sustainability. Now, Nazdina, whilst ESG as an ecosystem is still maturing, the direction of travel, in our view, is crystal clear. That is, not only can you do well while advancing ESG, you can actually outperform. Now, as portfolios evolve in 2024, we believe that companies which gallantly pursue stronger growth and profitability while concurrently improve their ESG performance will deliver superior shareholder returns. And as we go forward, Net zero by 2050 is, of course, an ambition unprecedented in scale. And it's just, for us, simply not happening fast enough. And achieving this depends on significant investment in existing technologies. Put differently, Nazina, we believe the global economy today faces a scaling problem, not an innovation problem. And one lens that we contextualize this for our clients is that 90% of the abatement that we need can come from technologies that are already proven, yet only 10% can come from technologies that are commercially mature. So our challenge is to work out how to scale things that work to things that work at scale. And just building on that last point, can you elaborate how we can go about to scaling these technologies that are already proven? So Nizneela, we believe three areas are emerging that should now be priorities in the scaling conundrum. 
One, building up resilient supply chains. Two, addressing an emerging skills gap. And three, a more holistic approach for financing and investments. Let me just elaborate on these. First, on the building up of resilient supply chains. Now, Nazina, green business building efforts are often supply chain building efforts. For instance, for hydrogen-powered vehicles to scale and help decarbonize long-haul freight transport, for example, a supply of hydrogen and hydrogen infrastructure also needs to scale. Now, favorable legislation such as the US Inflation Reduction Act and the EU Green Deal Industrial Plan does promise to support those looking to scale by strengthening the value chain. Now, second on addressing an emerging skills gap, so green business opportunities have encouraged many entrepreneurs, but the available talent to scale operations, for example, in infrastructure or engineering for capital projects and in process engineering has not quite caught up. Now, looking into the next decade, skills shortages could loom for certain sectors, particularly as more companies concurrently scale up manufacturing and operations, building a talent pipeline at academic institutions, in our view, is absolutely crucial. Now, finally, a more holistic approach for financing and investment. Indeed, financing the scale-up of climate technologies can come with challenges, as many technologies rely on significant upfront investments in physical assets, including large-scale facilities and infrastructure. Now, technologies that haven't yet reached technical maturity or commercialization can come with a higher risk profile for investors. And of course, project finance is an increasingly common approach for green business builders that can help to mitigate the risks for capital-intensive infrastructure projects. Thank you for your insights today, Hassan, and also thank you for all your insights throughout the year. Happy holidays and have a great new year. Thanks, Azina. Happy holidays to you and also to our clients. Thanks very much for listening in throughout the year. Thank you for listening to this MUFG Global Markets podcast. Rate, review and subscribe and contact your MUFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets research team.